Welcome to the Morning Sanity Check, where we talk about the different pillars of resilience, spiritual, physical, social, and mental. Join us so we can talk about it, then be about it. Let the show begin. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another Sanity Check. My name is Seth. And I'm Camille. And we're here to make sure everything is good to go with you and that you are having the greatest time and greatest day possible in life, essentially. How are you feeling, Camille? I'm feeling good. Beautiful day. Um, you know, my daughter's at dance, so it's kind of quiet around here. But everything else is good. Can't complain. How about yourself? Well, it's all right. It's okay. Good morning, Danny. Good morning, Matthew. Good morning, everyone. Well, I'm here uh, visiting my sister in Texas. So if you guys look at my background, of course, it is different, but it's okay. It's going to be a great time. A great, great time. Um, I'm very excited about today. Good morning. Very excited about today's topic. And we're going to be talking about the four tendencies, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Four tendencies. So can we get by kind of a show of hands or not really a show of hands, but some comments if you took the quiz? It's a really quick quiz, eight questions um, to help you learn a little bit about yourself and to make for some good conversation. So if you have, uh, let us know. Let us know so we know what we're working with. Yes, yes, yes. And if you did, if you did or if you took the test right on, if you did put hashtag what you are. All right. Are you an upholder? Are you a rebel? All right. Like myself. Are you an obliger? OK, what was the other other one, Camille? It's um the questioner. Yes. Are you the rebel. So we have the rebel questioner, upholder and obliger. That's right. That's right. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you have done so, good morning. Good morning. What's going on, Larry? If you guys have done so, please, please take the test and you know post what you guys have and and what what was the findings because mine being a, a rebel i found out is not what i thought it was but before we get too deep into it make sure that you guys go to streamyard.com forward slash facebook so that your comments and everything can be posted sounds good sounds good and also i just want to say we are now on ig so yeah. don't forget to go on Instagram and like our page. It's Ignited Minds Inc. It's Ignited underscore Minds underscore Inc. But you will see the um, Sanity Check logo in the in the box. So you will know that it's us. But please like um, our page on IG and um, share, 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 share with all your friends. So. Yes, please share. And look, everybody, please go to the page. If you go to the page and you, you guys have been watching what we've been talking about, the test is there. And if you clicked that you are coming to this, it's a, a little uh, link to let you know where to find the test. And it takes a few, few seconds, well, a few minutes to do. Okay. So take some time and do that. If not, you could just listen along and it may intrigue you to see what you may be versus what you think you are. All right. So go ahead, Camille. You want to kick it off? All right. All right. So I will kick it off. So I am a questioner. Okay, <laughs> that's what mine was anyway. And surprisingly, I was not surprised. <laughs> it, uh, it, it was me to a T. Um, so what a questioner really is, is basically um, it, there's ways that we kind of deal with um, 
things, I guess. So we all fit into these four categories and it kind of shapes our understanding and, you know, helps us to make better decisions about, you know, how we work and what our, how we deal with deadlines and, you know, kind of, it helps us to not suffer so much from like stress and burnout. If you know uh, what you are, you can engage more effectively, therefore saving some of your time. So questioners, right? So I'm a researcher. If you guys haven't or can't tell by you know how I come on this show. Uh, I love to research. I love to find out everything about everything, and something will take me somewhere else. So I'm constantly looking for information. And a lot of times, you know, even in working, sometimes people say, you know, I ask a lot of questions. I ask a lot of questions. Well, I'm trying to get to the root of it. I'm trying to see everything about um, this particular subject that I can, I can, so that when I present my argument, I've looked at both sides. Um, but on the flip side of that, I don't like to be questioned, <laughs> which is kind of odd. But as I was reading it, it's it's kind of like because I've done all the research. Um, you know, I know what I'm talking about. Sometimes I say this thing, you know, to people that I, I'm close to that I'll be like, mm, I'm not telling you what I think. I'm telling you what I know <laughs> because I've done the research. So it's, it's kind of funny how the questioner doesn't always like to be questioned. So um, here's some just some things about um, the questioners, their strengths. And the, the author of uh, The Four Tendencies, her name is Gretchen Rubin. And what she says about questioners is interesting because people always ask me, like when we do different personalities, I'm kind of well-rounded in all of them. But it says questioners have the self-direction of the upholders, which we'll talk about, the reliability of obligers, and the authenticity of rebels. And I think that kind of sums me up a little bit. So we're going to talk about kind of the strengths and the weaknesses of the questioner. So um, we value logic and justification. Okay. Um, I like to know the facts behind it, which is why I always, you know, look up stuff. It's not just opinion based, but there's always some fact to it. Um, I like to be very thorough in my analysis and my decision making. So as I'm going through things, like I said, if there's something that throws me off another way or something, I go and research that too, so that I can have a well-rounded um, view of whatever the particular subject is. Um, value efficiency. And I'm always trying to improve stuff. You know, how can I do it better? Um, you know, this isn't really working. Let's look at it from a different angle. So, you know, there are some strengths to the questioner, um, but then there are some weaknesses and we all have to talk about that. But um, before I go into the weaknesses a little bit, Seth, um, as you were doing this and looking through them, did you see anything that, as I'm telling you now that I'm a questioner, are you surprised by my results? No, 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 I'm not. Um, I think that it, it 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 shows, you know, based off of you know interactions and everything, and, and and how you do and how you do the research and everything, and and I also realized that I too don't like to be questioned. You get what I'm saying? But being the rebel, and we'll talk about it a little bit more. That I take things, but not I'm not rigid. You get what I mean? Because I know that there's always something that we can learn. So there's nothing so finite. So I have to make sure that if, you know, you being a, a, a questioner, I'm like, okay, cool. This is only one part of it. You know what I'm saying? It's all, the, everything is great to me. You get what I mean? Yeah. So talking about the strengths and the weaknesses, the weaknesses, in my opinion, can be um, the inability to see more than 
just a certain, you get what I'm saying? Just a certain finding. You get what I mean? And and this, it can be a struggle. You know, it can be a struggle, but I can, I can see that though. I guess. Yeah. yeah, it is. It, like I said, I wasn't, you know, surprised by my results, but, you know, I, I tried to, through other, I guess, means, um, not just the four tendencies, but, you know, try to see those blind spots that I have. Uh, concerning me being a questioner, because like I said, this one hit it on the head. But some of the weaknesses are, are again, um, I kind of get annoyed, you know, like, I don't know, somebody asks me every little thing, like, I don't want to hear or answer every little small detail of everything, you know what I mean? And I just, I just kind of like, uh so get to what you're asking me. Is it really important? You know what I mean? Like, I want to get to the part. So I have to watch myself when I do that because <laughs> I do it. Like, if it's not important to me, it's just like, why even ask the question? You know, right. or if I've already given giving you an analysis or whatever, it's, it's hard for me to be like, okay, I just told you that, you know. So that's some, one of the weaknesses. And then also um, what used to happen was analysis. I know a lot of people hear analysis paralysis. And that's when... Um, because I like to research, you were researched so much, so much, so much that you couldn't make a decision, mm-hmm. you know, that you had to analyze every single thing. And it would really hold up my progress because I would get overwhelmed with a lot of information. Mm-hmm. And so I had to learn to extract the most important information and then make a decision based on that. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't just be like, oh, because I had all this information, you know, it was hard for me to go one way or another because I'm like, oh, I see it this way. I see it this way. But ultimately, I had to make a decision. Mm-hmm. You know? So I did for a long time fall prey to analysis paralysis, but I had to learn how to, okay, with the information that I have, what's the best decision right now? All right. And so, you know, that's one of the weaknesses, but you kind of learn how to um, to overcome that, so to speak, um, mm-hmm. as you, you know, kind of mature and grow and you're put in positions where we need an answer right now. Right. So you have to, you know, kind of do that. But I, I found myself really... Um, that was one of my biggest weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And um, another one is because I value efficiency, you know, I've already done the research. Um, sometimes people say I I come off kind of brash, harsh, or kind of rude, almost inconsiderate, you know, and that I don't really follow the rules. Um, because if the rules don't make sense to me, I question them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm, I remember being in a meeting one time, don't try this at home. But, um, <laughs> you know, they were talking all this stuff. And I'm like, so I raised my hand. And this was a couple of years ago, maybe two years ago. And they were like, yes. I'm like, so when is somebody going to say this is stupid? Mm-hmm. And everybody kind of like, oh, my goodness. And I was like, this is just dumb. Mm-hmm. It's dumb. You know, this is what's going to happen. You know, six months down the road, this is where we're going to be at. And everybody and everybody got quiet, but then they started laughing. And I'm like, I'm just saying what y'all, you know, you were thinking, but nobody wanted to say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so um, exactly what happened that I said was what happened, happened. And then somebody at the meeting was like, I remember about six months ago, a certain time it said that this was going to happen. You know, and I'm like, told you, you know, right. so I can come off kind of rude or inconsiderate sometimes, um, especially when I feel like. This is just dumb. Right. Like y'all mm-hmm. wasting my time. This is not an efficient process. And I have to go on. So those are some of the weaknesses. So I had to again learn how to deal with myself. And I'll, I'll run through this very kind of quickly. Um, but 
I get frustrated really when other people aren't as logic driven. I'm like, did you think about this? You know, like how, how did you come to that conclusion? Did you give it any thought? Did you do anything? So um, I had to realize, and I always say that I know I'm different. You mm -hmm. know, not many people are like me. And according to, to this, you know, four tendencies, only 24% of the population is a um, questioner. Mm -hmm. So I'm not the majority, I'm not the minority in this term, but I'm not the majority either. So I have to know that people don't think like me. Right. So, you know, I, that's one of my unique, you know, the unique things about me that I bring a different perspective uh, to the table when I come or around friends. And I'm OK with that now. Good. So, you know, with maturity and things like that. Um, but then another few things is, you know, analysis paralysis. I told you about that. And some of the things that I have to do is kind of um really give myself deadlines. Mm -hmm. You know, on this date, I have to make a decision. By this time, I have to go ahead and do it, you know, uh, and then I'll figure out the rest of it later. But there has to be um, some sort of deadline for me to meet. Um, and it has to be based on, you know, people that I trust, the information that I have, the facts and things like that. So mm -hmm. I had to go ahead and, you know, kind of just do it. Type Good. Of you know, just do it. So um, I just want to talk about other people. You know, if you're dealing with somebody who's a questioner um, and you want them to do it, you really have to ask them why this task is important, you know, or you have to tell them why it's important and uh, why you need it and how you need it. And so I've learned again that when I go in there and people are telling me I get frustrated, instead of waiting for someone to tell me, I go in there and I go, OK, we need to sit down, mm -hmm. you know. I need to see your vision. I need to know exactly what you want. I need to know the background behind it. And if I get that, you know, I'll give you exactly what you want. Yeah, I sure. promise. So even stuff like our enlisted reports, I sit down with all my chiefs for three hours and I tell me why. Is this uh, your uh, preference or is this, you know, by the book? Because I know what the book says. So if it's not your, I mean, if it's just your preference, can we agree that some things can be changed so that we don't go back and forth, you know? So I've learned to do that as well, but it's very important for us to know, um, you know, about the task, why it's important, why you need it now and kind of why you want it this way. Mm -hmm. But when we get it and it makes sense to us, we will deliver. Good, so, good. You know, and okay. those are just some things and you guys can go and see yours, but it, it'll tell you. Um, about how to deal with people who are questioners. Yeah, that's a lot of good research that you did yeah. and you were able to speak on it, you know, as far as yourself go, yeah. right? So that's good. So ladies and gentlemen, if you're just tuning in, we're talking about The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. So you can take this test and thank you, Ms. Lilly, for posting it. If you guys haven't done so already, you can go to this uh, URL at the bottom. Okay, I'll leave it up there for a second, but it's just to let you guys know where you fall into. It's a real quick questionnaire to find out if you are, in fact, a questioner, an upholder, obliger, or a rebel. And we're going, going to get ready to transition into the next one. But before we do, if you guys have not done so already, please make sure you go to StreamYard dot com forward slash Facebook if you're watching this on Facebook. OK, and we are going to actually we're going to do this, too, because it's about time for our sponsors. So we're going to take a little pause for the calls for our sponsors. If you're looking to buy or sell anywhere across the 50 states, contact Jamila Seals. 
Jamila is a realtor with Keller Williams Marquis who exudes credibility, commitment, and determination while serving the Metro East and Scott Air Force Base, Illinois areas. Her warm and friendly approach combined with unparalleled communication skills and enthusiasm for helping others allows her to connect and provide clients with the best possible service and experience. There are three things she does with and for her clients. First, negotiate deals for you. This means she'll treat your money like it's her money. Second, guide you through a simplified process which means she'll provide sound advice to ensure you make an informed decision in identifying or choosing the right house for you. And last but not least, creative marketing. She'll provide a cutting-edge marketing plan that's tailor-made for you. Bottom line, she's going to get the job done properly and not let you down. So if you're searching for your new dream home, give Jamila a call today at area code 618 618- Two zero two eight seven five one. Again, that's six one eight two zero two eight seven five one. All right, all right, all right, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back to the sanity check. And it seems like you all have been taking the test and getting the results. So we have the upholder. Right, makes sense as a consultant, right on. Carla, <laughs> she says, I'm a questioner, not surprised. Me neither, right? She used to be my A, she was my ALS instructor. <laughs> yes, I just retired. Congratulations, too. Okay, please, please, please post your results. Okay, Matt, there you go. You took it right on, right on. I don't see many uh, rebels out there, so I'm gonna give you a little taste of what a rebel is, and, and I'm like I said, I'm, I'm glad to find this out because it answers a lot of questions for me. Because first, I'm gonna go into what the book says, the uh, what the rebel is. Okay, and you guys get ready too because we're gonna be picking on y'all. We will be picking on you pretty soon, as far as um, you know what it is that you found out, and do you see any truth in that? So first just to give a real quick description of what a rebel is, right? A rebel is, it it resists all expectations, outer and inner. So what that means is no matter what someone else says on the outside that they want some, that wants you to do something, there's going to be some type of pushback or opposition. Even what you tell yourself, you can talk yourself out of doing what it is that you want to do, okay? And so it's it's crazy. Oh, Lily Wilson, yes, I see that as being true, right? All right, Matt, see? And this is a learning thing. This is a learning thing. But what what it says is that, uh, okay, yes, good, good stuff. Yes, vice versa. So what this is for the rebel is it, it if you use it right, if you use it right, it can be a strength, okay? But the goal is, especially with the sanity check, is make sure the things you learn about yourself does not become a crutch. Or I wouldn't call it a weakness, but I would say something that you're not strong in, and it is who you are naturally. So, for example, being a rebel, you demonstrate personal values and emphasize freedom and identity. That's another thing that's that's me, and it's been me the whole time. Like, 
especially it was hard, especially being in the military, because there's nothing but structure, nothing but structure. And in my mind, instead of a question, I don't question much. I just do me. <laughs> you get what I mean? I don't I always go ask you why you're doing something silly to me. I keep it pushing because I don't care if you rock it with me or not. That's the difference. But that, that can be a strength, but it can also not be a strength because you will come off like you going against every grain, right? So you have to be cognizant about you being a rebel and how rebellious you're, you're being in that situation. So another thing that I realized, which was true, is that you tend to make possible uh, consequences clear, if that makes sense. So like I was talking to Camille earlier about dealing with a questioner, if she gives me, for example, some information, my mind is always looking at every other possible solution or a possible you know, equation to get to the same solution because I'm looking at uh, time, I'm looking at money, I'm looking at effort, and I'm looking at energy. So if we can get to the same result, then why do we have to do that thing? You see? So and the difference in that with us is that before I bring something, I already done a lot of research. So I've looked at all these different things and I'm like, okay. And then I come to a conclusion and I go, okay, here's it. And he's like, okay, well, what about this thing? What about this thing? Right. And, and, see, and see, that's the thing. So, so when you're dealing with the team, when you're dealing with the team and you're a questioner, and if you do a lot of research, there is still some research or another layer or a different perspective that could actually, you know, be introduced to say, oh, damn, I didn't see that. Versus, um, let's say for a rebel to get that information and no matter what, they're poking holes in it. So that's the difference. You don't want to poke holes, but you want to gen gently give, hey, well, this is something else if you didn't check this on out, right? And another thing too, where it says, and, and I had to learn this about myself, and it is true, but I did not know that it was a thing. So it's a little statement that says, I do what I want in my own way, okay? And if you tell me to do something, I'm less likely to do it. And it's been that way. I don't know what it is, right? Hey, yo, shout out to the rebels. It has nothing to do with the person personally. It's like, stop telling me what to do. Like, I'm capable of using my brain in producing something. And chances are, because I'm so confident in it, it might be better than what you thought it was. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and I don't know what it was. I really, it, it took some time. I had to do some research. And it's a, it's a, you, you want to balance and make sure it's not an ego thing. For example, if, if you're a questioner, and look, I did all the research and what I found was right, and ain't nothing else going to be better than that. Ah, you got to watch out versus a rebel. Okay, cool. I see what they're saying, but what I got is better because I don't like what they're doing. You got to watch out for that. So, ultimately, you want to make sure that you're coming together and bringing synergy, right? That's your energy plus my energy together creates a whole combined energy instead of that, you know, discombobulated and combative type of energy. So Danny says, I tend to question everything. However, if my spirit, uh, my spirit woman says do, then I will do it. The upholder aspect in me without having all of my, uh, my questions 
slash concerns honor. And sometimes you get to do that. Sometimes you have to do that. You have to follow this. You have to, because therefore reason. Camille, now was there ever a time when you did all the research and even your research didn't feel right? Yes. <laughs> it is. And, and to Dandy's point, um, that's the difference with a questioner is that we do what we feel is right. It ha we have to have those outer expectations become our, our own. And if they're not our own and they don't feel right to our spirit, we won't do it. You know, and so it's even though all the research says and I always I say it out loud to I'm like, it doesn't feel right right here. Like I have to wait on it. I have to think I have to gather until it feels right here. And that's the only time I can move. Yeah. And I didn't understand it, you know, until I did some, some more research. But that's why those expectations have to become my own. Yes, absolutely. And I have to I have to 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 deal in authenticity. If mm -hmm. it does not feel right to me and my spirit says something's off, it's not my own expectation. And I'm like, mm -mm, it's really hard for me to, to do anything. To get yeah, so, and, and that's the key. And, and listen, rebel without a call. <laughs> no. there is, the funny thing is, it's always a cause. Yeah. But me being uh, that type of person, I'm not, I don't have, if, it's almost like I don't have the energy to want to explain it all the time, dang on time. Like, yo, it just is what it is. I feel it up in here, and what I'm hearing doesn't make sense. So I don't have the time to convince you that what you're saying does not compute. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go about my business and do what I got to do. Now, watch this. If it doesn't work out, it's okay. You see what I'm saying? It's okay, but something in here felt what said, hey. Seth and I say, huh? Because I listen to it. So call the name, huh? Like you know, when you say, "Hey, self," and say, "Huh?" Yeah, sometimes you got to talk to yourself. But if there's something deeply inside of you that's saying, "Hey, you might want to try this," and let's say, for example, Camille being in, uh, you know, working, or sometimes people aren't capable of understanding your vision or understanding the root cause of where you're coming from. And sometimes you got to say, all right, look, right on and going about your business. You know what I'm have you ever had to do that? Yeah, I have. I have. And, you know, I just had to just separate myself and I had to be okay with it. You know what I mean? Like totally okay with it. And mm -hmm. But I have a question for you. I have a brother who's a rebel and I think I have a child who's a rebel too. Um, but have you ever not done something? Somebody has said something to you, you know, but because they said it, even though you wanted to do it, you was like, Psh, like it wasn't yes. my idea. So yeah. I'm doing it. And then it cost you something. And, yeah. and you know what, and ladies and gentlemen, first of all, before I answer that, I want to make sure y'all know what we're talking about. We're talking about the four tendencies. Okay. The four tendencies and make sure you do check this out and do the test, but check it out is by Gretchen Rubin. And so we're talking about being a rebel and Camille just asked, was there ever a time an individual told me something and it was right however me being a rebel just to save face i didn't do it absolutely right i have i have but you got to understand this too that takes that that comes along with ego you see what i'm saying and and misdirected intentions because i have to think about it at the time is it that i want to be right or is the situation better based off of the more informa the information that I received from someone else that I didn't come up with. 
You see what I'm saying? So, but, so that's the deal. So yes, I have done that before, but that's in a different, that was in a different like awareness. I wasn't understanding that I was operating out of ego. You see? So, so if someone is telling me something and it makes sense, but just because I don't like the vehicle, look, watch this. There was a post that said, uh, and, and, and this is loosely based, right? So don't take this personal people, but Christians, some Christians get mad when God use people that they don't think is qualified. You that, get what I'm saying? That's real talk. That's real talk. But, 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 but understand that though. So we need to watch ourselves and that is all ego. So yes, you're absolutely right. I have fell in that before. It, it, it was ego in my face. It, but it, and but now sometimes the individual's like, see, I told you. They're on a different awareness. They just sit back and say, well, look, just try it again. Yeah. You know, they won't put you because they know what was going on. Like you, you, your mind wasn't right. <laughs> so yeah. There it is. In that moment, you didn't say self. And yourself didn't say, huh? No, no, no. But, but you know, make it so bad. This is the deal. When you're so, when you're in your ego and not in your spirit, your whole self, your whole self knew it was right in the first place. So you think what you do is you don't even want to ask yourself, was it right? You knew it was right. You just didn't want to say nothing, see? Because the fact, that they funny looking, or you don't like the, you see, or you don't like the fact that you don't like the fact that you know you just don't like them for whatever reason. But they said something that made some sense. So, oh, so I like sense. right? Hold oh, wait, it made perfect sense. But because of that one time back in band camp, now what's happening is everything that come out of their mouth is out of line. You yeah. see? So yeah. <laughs> listen, look, a broke clock is right twice a day. You understand? Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm just saying, but anyway, y'all, hey, but listen, if y'all are doing this, y'all check it out. Check it out. Y'all take out these four tendencies. Good morning. Morning, Silas. I saw John on there. Um, yes. Andy and yes, friend, how you doing? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yes, it was shared. It was shared on the page. It was. Mm -hmm. Yep, yes. God qualifies. Yes, not yep. people. And listen, let, let me let, let me be real quick, and because we're gonna go into this, there's some things going on in the world, and it's obvious, so I don't have to indulge in that. But if you hear something or see something that makes sense to you, it's not the person, it's the cause. Does the cause make sense? You can't say, oh well, just because she said that. No, she she ain't you know she 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 ain't go to the right school for that to make sense. You didn't either, but did it make sense though? You get what I'm saying? Let's be real. So sometimes we are rebels without a cause for real. Like, what's the point? Wait, like the question is, why are you fighting this? <laughs> like, just to be fighting because you're a rebel. Rebel. <laughs> like you're fighting, but. You don't have a better solution. <laughs> yeah, and then you know people. Fall, I, I say rebels do this too, but I think a lot of people fall back on that. They're like, uh, you know, I don't have a solution, but because you don't think that person is qualified, you know, you don't feel like you have to listen to them. However, you know, historically, people weren't taught like you know the greatest philosophers. They didn't go to the school of philosophy. It was no such thing, thing at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There was no such thing, but they were. <laughs> 
profoundly intelligent people, you know, mm -hmm. and some of the greatest inventors had like, you know, was it uh, Edison or whatever, had three months of education or, mm -hmm. you know, like Einstein's or like, um, um, What's his name? Um, George Washington Carver. Yeah. You know, they're some of the greatest inventors and philosophers and scientists in this world who learned on their own. And, and, and unconventional. unconventional yes, yeah. because, you know, we all learn differently. Some people you have to do it and school is not going to teach them how to do the things that they're gifted in, you know, mm -hmm. so they figure it out and they come up with all of these things. But we're the ones talking about, yo, you ain't qualified. Well, who told you that? Who told you that? But the question is, who qualified you to say who qualified? <laughs> <laughs> who? No, no, no. So good, y'all. So that's what we're talking about. But uh, we're getting ready to go into the next one. Shout out to those that took the test. Please, yes. if you took the test, put hashtag whatever you are. Team or rebel. If you're a rebel like your boy, okay, <laughs> be careful. All right, because listen, <laughs> hey, hey, it can it can save you some years of heartache. And sometimes you got to get out your feelings. All right. And uh, even if you're a questioner, you know, some things you can question, you can question everything, but learn when to be okay with whatever you find. <laughs> or if you're not okay with it, you can just withdraw and not be a part yeah. of it. You know, and that's totally okay. Totally. Yes. So, you All know. Right. All right. So going into the next one, you ready? I'm ready. The next one. So the next one is obligers. And I call the obligers people pleasers. All right. Mm -hmm. So that's the, the best thing that I can say. Um, <clears throat> they need other people's um, they need to meet other people's expectations. They have to validate the the other person's, you know, or need to be validated by someone external. It's not an internal thing. You know, if they somebody else gives them something to do and they meet that, it meets their internal expectation, which really is to please another person. So, you know, they it says um, she says um, when others expect from obligers uh, is what they expect from themselves. So they want to do what other people want them to do, all right? And that's what makes them happy. And that's okay for some people. But I, at some point, I, I was a, a people pleaser, you know, before, and it went against my inner complex. So I guess that's why, you know, I just decided to be me. You know, I tried to keep the harmony everywhere. I didn't want to ruffle no feathers. You know, it was like, what do you want from me? And then I did that and that would make me happy, but then it didn't make me happy because I didn't feel like I was living a life for me, if that makes sense. I felt like I was living a life for everyone else because I was meeting everyone else's needs, but not necessarily my own. But there are people that that's what makes them thrive. And that's meeting the needs of a lot of other people. So they're some of the most likable people because they want to create harmony, right? <laughs> they don't want to ruffle any feathers. So they're easy to get along with because you know that they're not going to be the ones that's going to be, you know, causing issues. They're the ones that's going to kind of keep the peace. And they're also very reliable people because again, their validation comes from external sources, from other people. So they want to please you. So they're going to do whatever it takes for them to get, you know, for you to be pleased. But then there's some weaknesses to that too. And um, they feel like, you know, obligation from others is non-existent. You know what I mean? Because people just don't go around and a lot. Well, some people depends on. They get used a lot. You know, once people understand that they are people pleasers and they're going to do whatever it takes and they're going to be reliable. And if you tell them to do something, they're going to do that. Um, but when people don't have that expectation of them, then they feel like um, 
maybe they just kind of are in the background, like they don't exist. Those those expectations don't exist for them. And then they often struggle with self-care because they're so used to taking care of other people. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I love taking care of people as well. I'm a, I'm a servant. I have a servant's heart. I know that. Um, but people have to sometimes tell me to, to drive back a little bit and take care of yourself. You know, we forget about it. You know, it's hard to say no. Those are people that struggle with the word no, because you want to please people. You don't want to make them upset with you. So you give, give, give of yourself until you're depleted, you know, and then kind of have like this crash. I used to do that all the time. And I'm like, oh my God. And then everyone's like, oh, you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. But I just needed to regroup and take care of me a little bit so I could take care of other people. So, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever worked with some people, um, um, Seth, who always sought validation. It was like, you give them a task, they would do a task and they would come back and be like, well, how, how did I do? Was that good enough for you? Could I have done anything better? Have you ever worked with somebody like that? Yeah, and I have. And if it was if it was a person that I was directly in charge of, right, a supervised, I will have to let them know, listen, first of all, if there was something that I needed from you, I'll let you know. But here's your boundaries here and here. You work within that and go about your business. But they have, they need that type of direction, but also reinforcement, if you will, as far as, you know, um, I need to make sure that everything is good and good. You know, they that, that's how they feel. But being, like I said, a supervisor or or being in a team, when you just have that person that say, okay, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, I got it, I got it, I got it, yeah, 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 yeah. What else I need to, you know, yeah. it can become exhausting. It can be. It can be very exhausting, but obligers once you know your team members and you know their personalities and you know what makes them work and what makes them um really kind of uh feel valued you know as a valued part of the team um you have to get outside of your own self and mm -hmm. you have to do what's necessary uh to make them to to make them work and for obligers it really is accountability Yes. You know, they ha you have to give them deadlines, like you said, and oversight. You know, you have to go back and validate the work that they've done. And, um, you know, you really have to to get them engaged, to stay engaged with them that you've done a good job. You know, I like this. You did. This. Oh, great. You got it to me a day early. I appreciate that um, because they really are people pleasers. Yes. So if you want to keep on working and stuff like that, then, you know, you got to do that. So. Now, what I will say is that it's good to be an obliger if you're in the customer service realm. You understand? So I think it depends. Everything, ladies and gentlemen, that we're talking about from the obliger, the rebel, uh, the questioner, even the upholder, based off of your profession, if you will, based off of your profession, it's good to have a balance of all of them because you think about it. Chick-fil-A is killing the game. You think they rebels? Come on now, like you get so you think they questioning all the dang on time no. But what they did was situational. They did the research. They saw what worked, and they're not going with what everybody else is doing. So if you see, that's the questioner, and then the rebel, right? Then you see the up, uh, not the upholder, but the blodger because customer service. They're like, hey, is there anything else you need? Okay, good. Here, here you go, and they do things. Mm -hmm. To make sure that they get the validation, meaning they don't come in question 
if they're doing great work. They do things so the proof is in the pudding based off of their mon- the money that they're getting, the, the, the long lines at Chick-fil-A. Listen, it's still just chicken. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's still just chicken, but- the customer service is immaculate. It's you get what I'm saying? It's yeah, the experience exactly. It's not just the chicken, you know what I mean. It's not just chicken, y'all. But but it, it is chicken, but it's chicken. So you think about it, anytime you leave your home, anytime you leave your home and you're getting food, you're you're not just getting different food, but you're getting a different experience. So if you can take that and and and, and apply it like Chick Fil A have, since we're talking mm-hmm. about food, they don't need your validation because right. they did the work to receive it. Because they are pleasing people, right on. Right on. But here's the thing, too. We gotta have some rebels that work in him oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. You can be any sort of have any tendency and work anywhere. It's how you utilize it that's, that's different. Right. So the rebel, they might tell them that you have to put 10 waffle fries in a medium. <laughs> a rebel might give you nine and a half. <laughs> <laughs> or a real small one, just because yeah. you know what I mean. You know who the rebels is? I'm gonna tell you the yeah. rebels. Is, the rebels is McDonald's on the dang on fish fillet sandwich. Listen, and I got a problem with it. Why <laughs> are you putting half of a piece of cheese on the fish fillet? Who in the world? Who? Yeah. Where's that rebel at? <laughs> I want to talk to him or her. Is they out of line? <laughs> so you took time to get the cheese. Fold it in half and then put it on. And then, and then it didn't take care of their business, right? It's on half of the fish. Man. Come on now. And, and you know when it start melting and stuff, it's going to take the bread with it. So you can't even move it. Not only is it going to take the bread with it, it's going to take the paper with it too. Yes. Everything. Everything. That's the whole sandwich over cheese. <laughs> Yes, it is. <laughs> but but anyway, obliger. So <laughs> I just want to say this too. If you're an obliger and you find yourself in a situation where you don't feel accountable, um, there's a few things that you can do for yourself to help you stay on track. All right. Yeah. So that is to have an accountability partner, someone that you care about. Um, whose opinion you care about that you can, you know, tell them that these are the deadlines and they can hold you to them and that they'll check in for you. So it keeps you, um, again, connected to that person, you know, able to to uh, meet those deadlines and you still feel like you're validated. Something Mm -hmm. else is like getting like a coach, a paid coach or something like that. Coaches, that's what they get paid to do. So they're going to hold you accountable. They're going to give you deadlines. You're going to have to go back and check in with them on the things that you said that you would do, which makes you want to meet those things even more. And then another thing is kind of, you know, because obligers don't like to take care of themselves, if there's something they want to do, um, it's hard for them to spend anything or invest in themselves because they're so used to giving to other people. You know, it's like I could take this money and do something for me, but uh, I'm good. This person really needs it. Maybe sometimes you need to get with someone else and spend somebody else's money. You know what I mean? So get a grant, get a, um, you know, scholarship for something, try to find those things so you don't feel so bad about doing it. But you should take that class. So if that's what you need, you know, then go ahead and do that. Um, But you don't again, you know, you want accountability partners, but you don't want people that's going to take advantage of either. So. Um, I just want to say this about them, too. Um, If an obliger, and I remember feeling like this, and this might be why I kind of 
became a questioner. I don't know. You know, I was probably close as I am with everything else. But if an obliger feels used, all right, they feel like they are being taken advantage of. They feel like people are just going to them for everything because they know that they'll do it. And, you know, they're exhausted, they're tired because they're giving, 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 but not getting anything in return. They become what you call an obliger rebel. rebel. All right. So it's an obliger rebellion. When this happens, obligers stop meeting all expectations. They stop doing anything. You can't do it. And it's just all of a sudden and dramatic. Mm -hmm. They just like exit. If it's a marriage, I'm out. Mm-hmm. You know, once they hit that plateau, that peak, and you just keep using you, they feel like they're used, used, used. They be like, one day you walk in and everything will be gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you're like, what happened? They just do things very, very dramatically and very suddenly. Um, so, and then you have to watch them too, because over a period of time, if things change or if they don't change, you know, sometimes they'll go back to being an obliger. Mm-hmm. They'll go back to being normal. But when you burn the bridge with an obliger, it's rare that it'll ever be rebuilt. All right, it's rare that they'll go back to these. Those bridges are done. You know, they're like, oh, I see who you are for who you are. We're going to keep our distance because I'm not going to go back into that rebellion. I'm just going to be me, but I'm going to be me without you. You know yeah. what I mean? So to prevent that, they got to stand up for themselves or they have to have people who will stand up for them and say, nope, I see what you're doing. You're using them and I'm not going to let you do that. It's hard for them to stand up. You know, they're oftentimes the underdog, what we call the underdog. Um, so they need somebody to stand up for them or else they will turn into that, you know, obliging rebellion, you know, and then you can't get them to do anything. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're frustrated with yourself, again, an outer accountability uh, get you an accountability partner, somebody who's going to keep you, hold you to those deadlines that's going to give them to you and say, all right, you know, this is what you need to be doing. Um, when you have trouble saying no, and I just got a couple questions the other day about this because people pleasers again, but if you have trouble saying no, even when you're feeling overwhelmed, all right, you have to do it. <clears throat> saying no to someone is actually saying yes to something else. I can't do it right now because you have all these things other things that are important to you going on. And if we have too much on our plate, we don't give our full attention to anything. And then we start doing half work, you know, and we don't want to do that because ultimately as an obliger, you want to please the other person. Mm -hmm. So sometimes saying no is saying yes to something else, you know, or making room for something else that's really, really important to you or allowing you the space to uh, do something in excellence instead of you know, a half done job. You're right. You're right. And, and I know we talked about this before, but it, it's, it makes perfect sense for those that are obligers that are always, or not saying always, but they're pouring into that plastic plant. You get what I'm saying? Like you are putting time, you're putting effort, love, money, energy into <laughs> something or someone that is not willing to pour that into you. So it comes a time. And then that's the thing. The individuals will start to finally feel the use, right? Feel like they've been used and now they all the way turned up. Now, hold on. You see, this is a, see, first of all, this has been going on for 30 years and now you feeling it. So oh. you see, so, so, so we need to kind of watch out. This is the reason, ladies and gentlemen, for the sanity check. See what's going on right now, okay? The past is gone, you dig? The future is now, you understand? Yeah. 
So how do you move forward? Look and see if you've been saying yes to things deep down when you're talking to yourself, yourself say, say no, when you want to say no. You know what I mean? Because where are you going to be? For example, and there's a brother that said this the other day and asked me, what's the alternative? Always think about it. What's the alternative if you say no? Think about it. Hey, watch this. The love is still going to be there. Like, for example, if I love you, there's nothing you can do to change that. That's what my mother used to always say to me. She said, I love you. It, nothing I can do. To, there's nothing you'll be able to do to change that. Meaning, if someone that I love asks me to do something that I can't do, I have to be able to say, hey, I can't do that. But on the other end, they have to understand, hey, he can't do it. It's all right. I still love him. And he has reason for saying no. So it goes both ways. You need that because sometimes individuals don't have those uh, accountability partners. And if you need one, holler at me because I help out with that. And we'll talk about that on the, uh, later on. But the thing is, we have to understand who and what we're pouring into. Now, on the flip side, if an individual get mad that you are not obliging no more, who fought it? That, that, well, that's their fault. But here's the thing. <laughs> that's that's, 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 that's their fault. But mm -hmm. here's the thing with obligers, because they have a hard time saying no, right? And people are so used to saying them yes. When an individual comes to an obliger and obliger has to say no, they get upset. But what they don't understand is that you're one person and you have 50 people that are relying on that obliger because the obliger always says yes they're that reliable person mm -hmm. so even though you have a need that needs to be met at this moment you're not the only one hey i got 50 people knocking on my door that need something and i'm gonna need for you to understand that i'm one person and i cannot service everybody and i still so, love you, you and know, I, still love I just cannot do it right now i don't have the the, the bandwidth to do it or right now I don't have the emotional capacity to deal with it because of all, all of the other important things that are going on in my life. So we need to really kind of take a step back when people do say no um, and we you know, feel some type of way. Maybe they have 50 things going on and you're not the most important thing in their life right now. Yes, and look at the track record. How many told you no if every time you ask for something, it's like, yeah, okay, no problem. Yeah, okay, no problem. Yeah, okay, no problem. Then it's one time you say no. Now your feelings hurt. It's like, you try to, hold on. So ever since the 80s, everything has been okay, but on today, I can't do it. Now you got a problem. And now so, you got a problem. See, so we need to make sure yes. we watch ourselves <laughs> and those other individuals. Listen, and, and ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you're enjoying this show. Give us hearts, thumbs up. But the question is, and the statement is, you can't control other individuals. You can't. What you can do is control yourself. So when someone says no, don't, it's your responsibility and it's up to you if you want to take that the wrong way. So I want you to think about it ahead of time. This is a sanity check. Hold on. This person has been riding for me forever and bailed me out of jail. You understand what I'm saying? So now, listen, so now they can't loan me $5. Am I really mad, man? Am I mad or little mad? 
Yeah. And why am I mad? You know what I mean? Why am I mad? Is that an attack on me or, you know, am I being inconsiderate? And here's the thing with obligers too. They give so much of themselves, right? Give so much. People are so used to going to them and asking them. They're not paying them a cent. See? You know, and, and and that's the thing. I remember, like, there are certain people and obligers you have to be careful and, and cognizant because you'll have people that the only time they talk to you is when they want you to do something. Oh. When they need you for something. Oh. I want you to do this project. I want you to do this. Ain't paid you a dime for your time, your creative talents, your, you know, whatever. And every single time they expect for you to do it and they never offer you anything. They don't mm-hmm. offer you recognition. They don't offer you a payment. They don't offer you a thank you card or nothing. And you do it year after year, month after month. And you finally feel like, okay, this person is using me. And then you turn you know, into that rebellion and you burn that bridge. And then they're looking at you sideways and you're like, I've been working for you hard for how many years? And the one time I say something is the one time you're going to get a whole attitude with me. You didn't know that I was just struggling with this and this and that. You didn't even care to ask me. You know, right. you didn't even care to ask me. So we have to be careful, cognizant, all the other people, because obligers are so reliable that we don't use and abuse them. And then if we do something, I feel, and this is just Camille, that there needs to be compensation and you need to follow up with that. Even if they say no, I'm not talking about monetary compensation all the time, but you know what I mean? Something mm-hmm. that you give back to them mm-hmm. to build them back up. You know what I'm saying? Because they're giving, 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 and nobody typically gives back to him. Yo, check this out. King, so King posted, he says, Seth, as a rebel, when someone tells you no, what is the first thing that goes (laughs) through your mind? All right, brother. I'm glad you asked. Shout out. Thanks for following um, and posting that. So if a person tell me no, ladies and gentlemen, if you know me or don't, I don't know everything. I know a lot about a little. <laughs> so as soon as you tell me no, the first thing go to my mind is to hell with it. I'm gonna go do it anyway. You see what I'm saying? And listen, I don't care how it turned out. I'm gonna get it in. You see? So that's just me, right? Now, there's some individuals when someone tells them no, they can be a rebel and say, Well, you know what? Uh I'm going to find somebody else, or boom, boom, boom. And then they get so mad and so upset. Now they're downing that person, right? And they're talking crazy and all this other stuff because they're emotionally hurt and their ego is in line. Keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, when someone tells you no, based off of if you are an obliger, if you are an uh, upholder, or if you are, and we're going to talk about that later, a questioner, right? So think about this, Camille. You being a questioner, if you did all the research and then someone still say no, <laughs> now, now do you, and, and we can talk about this in the future, ladies and gentlemen, but do you see yourself trying to convince a person that told you no, why they should tell you yes, based off of your research? Would you, are you that type of person? Um, so sometimes it depends on what it is, mm-hmm. but I am the type of person where I ask why you came up with that conclusion. Mm-hmm. You know, why is it a no? And and I genuinely want to know because I've done all this research and, you know, this is what I found and this is what I believe based on that. So if you have a conflicting um, view or idea, I'm like, and you tell me, no, I'm like, okay, can, can you explain that to me? See? You know, how, what, what, what made you come up with that conclusion? But, but what, what, what if, what if no was no? And that's it. 
Well, I tell people that and, and people that know me will say that. And I'm like, you know, I want to know. But I'm like, but if your no is no, then that's fine. We can just agree to disagree. But that comes with maturity. You know what I mean? Because there is times where I used to be like, no, and I'm like, no. Like, or if there's a disagreement, I'm like, Err? like, mm-hmm. did you see the same thing I saw? Because apparently, like, where are your glasses? Like, mm-hmm. you know, are we looking at the same thing and came up with two totally different? So, but with maturity, I'm like, I just really want to know on a different level how you came up with that conclusion because my view differs. And so I want to have a conversation with you about that to see. So, but that's now. But here's the other thing. What, what King was asking, I was an I was an obliger, right? And so mm-hmm. I had to find my no. Because mm-hmm. I would say yes to everything. I still say yes to a lot, but I would I would say yes to everything. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you know, when my mom used to always, you know, let your no be no. You don't owe nobody an explanation or nothing. Um, there's a lot of stuff that I do know, and I've made decisions about certain things that I'm just going to or not going to do. And so when someone asks me something and I say no, you know, and I'm quick to say no, I'll be like, mm, no. Like, <laughs> like, did you even think about it? I did think about it. It's not the first time this went through my head. I did think about it, and my mm-hmm. answer is still no. You know, mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh, you just stubborn and hard-headed. I might be, but... I'm exercising my right to say no. And that's another thing. <laughs> yes. And, and that's cool. And what we have to do too as an adult here, let me post this up too. She says, dealing with adults, uh, I have a strong quote unquote no, and I respect that in others. I won't be long or before they'll see the why. And that's what I was going to say. Ladies and gentlemen, based off of everything that's going on today, we have different views for different reasons. Okay. Mm-hmm different views for different reasons because we're all different people. But as soon as someone says something that's contrary to what you believe, think about how far you want to dive into the conversation. Meaning I find myself asking individuals, okay, so you said this. Now, I'm not questioning how much research you've done. However, the research I've done says this. Now, let's have a debate, if you will, or discussion. However, my in uh, my intent, and that's what we need to make sure we understand. Our intent is not to force you to believe what I'm believing. My intent is to learn a different thought process. So if you truly, ladies and gentlemen and family, if you truly want to understand someone, make sure that's in the forefront and always keep love first. Always keep love first. And uh, it's very important. It's very important. Excuse me. It's very important. You keep love first because when you see the conversation starting to turn, then you can back out, say, okay, right on. Love you anyway. And and like you said, we're going to agree to disagree. Absolutely. And sometimes, you know, you surprise people. Uh, Hey, hey, Sunita. How you doing? Yes. Glad you got to make it on. Um, she works during the day now during this time. So I'm okay. like a little break to come out with us. But, mm-hmm. you know, when you take that time and like I told you, you know, me and you talk about it, but I, I genuinely will call people and be like, you know, just help me to understand. And when I say that, I genuinely mean it. And I close my mouth and I open up my ears, you know, and I, and I'm, I ask questions to dig deeper into it. You know, did you ever look at this? Do you know about this? And how do you feel about these things? Because I genuinely want to understand what makes people think the way that they do, especially when it's in contrast to what I believe. And then sometimes they say some things and I go, "Mm, you know what? You're right. You know, and I can see both sides of the, of the, you know, argument or both sides of views or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes I'm like, yeah, this is just two sides to the same coin. 
you know, it's where we still have the ultimate same goal. We just have two paths to get there. You and know that's, I mean? that's the key. That's the key to understand. So, ladies and gentlemen, look, whatever's down the street, if we all want to get to what's down the street together. Listen, I don't care if you walking, running, driving, uh, rollerblading, you understand, skipping, hopscotching, moonwalking. I don't care. Are we going there together? If not, then as individuals, we have to find out when we're not on that same page and it's okay. But it, I will, listen, what we can do is we will uh, exhaust energy trying to pull someone onto our page that doesn't have a reason deep down inside to even want to be on that page. Absolutely. You understand? And then sometimes what we can actually do is we can create the environment that now we're distracted from what we're supposed to be doing in the first place. And Absolutely. I mean, think about it. This can go in any facet of of our of our lives right now so understand who you are understand your boundaries we, we're always talking about boundaries but still this is a sanity check so make sure you understand your levels and your buttons you understand okay. understand when someone is pushing your buttons and you don't want to learn they just want to get on your nerves and want to see you trip on them. okay now have you ever seen that happen camille Oh, goodness gracious. It happens to me all the time. And, and you know, I, I have to go back and I go, you know, this is not about an argument. And I'll just say, I won't say any names, but there was something I had questioned the other other day. And so I, I sent in, an email or I sent a, a made, made a comment. And the response that I got almost took me back. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Hold on. I didn't spend all this time, you know, talking. And then this is how you talk to me about like something. And so I was like, got it. I see where we stand. I'm out deuces, you know what I mean? And so um, sometimes you just have to take a step back. And then I learned too that sometimes when you question people about certain things that they don't have any information, their first thing is to, to lash out. And mm -hmm. so, so I give them grace, you know what I mean? But then sometimes I'm like, okay, hmm, I get it. Hmm, I'm not, you're not sucking me into this one today. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? You're not going there with me. You want me to show out, but I'm not going to show out. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to, you know, do whatever I know. And then I know that a lot of times it's not about me. That's when they it. Do stuff like that, it's not about me. It's about them. It's about how they're feeling. You know, they might have a lot, lot of stuff going on. It might be that you just, just exposed a weak area of their, their knowledge, you know, and they, they want to lash out because they don't want to, you know, they don't have the answers to give you. Um, and sometimes they just, Anything you say, they're gonna go against it. That rebel, you know, just because. And, and that's that's the difference. That's the difference. When the rebel is going against what's laid out in front of them, just to spite the individual. That's when we have to realize that individual is working at a lower, a lower level of consciousness, ladies and gentlemen. This person <laughs> is still a baby. If you humility is not in their vocabulary. No, it's not <laughs> because see, 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 now they're taking it personally. <laughs> and the first thing that they want to do is lash out because it does not, it it may not have anything to do with the subject anymore. Now they feel personally attacked. So now what they're gonna do, what they go do, y'all, they're gonna attack. Yep. And, and they go hard. They go hard. They hit you belt below the knees, and they go stop. Look, they go go back to the nineties. You know what? I remember that one time. Hey, book tea. When you were saying that when you was book tea. Uh huh. For real, for real. That's what we yeah. do because you're feeling you're mad, mad. Right. 
But so we have to make sure we don't go down that rabbit hole with them, ladies and gentlemen. So yes, yes, that yes. Takes maturity and that takes knowing your boundaries too, that you yeah. have people yeah. something yeah. into that. And you that you just have to go, you know what? I see where this is going. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to withdraw myself. Mm-hmm. Or I, you you may be right, yes. but there's individuals, it like we said before, look, the truth can knock on the door. You yes. can open up the door, see the truth saying, Hey, my name is truth with this shirt, say truth, and they still gonna say, Who are you? <laughs> so your job is not to wake people up to your alarm clock. Because guess what? There was a time when you didn't know what it is, too. You see? So give people time and give people grace. And that brings us to the next one, the upholder. But before we do, before we do, make sure if you're not on stream or Facebook, go to streamyard.com forward slash Facebook, if you are on Facebook, to make sure that your comments are posted, okay? Make sure make sure you go there. Yes, lower level of consciousness. Yes, that is. That's absolutely right. So the next one, ladies and gentlemen, is the upholder. Oh. Yes, my goodness. So there's some good things about the upholder. A lot of good things, but there are also some things that's not so good. So let's, let's kind of go into what the upholder is, right? For example, they wake up and think what's on the schedule and and the or what's on the to-do list today. Okay. Meaning they're somewhat of a I wouldn't say goody two shoes, but 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 what happens is they practice what they preach, if that makes sense. Okay. They practice what they preach. And it's real good. It is real good. It, it, it's a uh it's a good um attribute to have also. They they facilitate scheduling. They provide uh, monitoring uh, mechanisms. They outline care expectations or like an accountability coach. You have life coaches, you have uh, mentors and things of that nature. Right. They give great reminders. Hey, don't forget, you said you was going to do this. Boom, 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 boom. Because if they're able to say this now, this is different. If they're able to give expectations to you. There's a reason why, because you see something in them that's showing that they have the proven skill. You understand? So that's why they are the upholders. So I'm upholding you to the standards that I hold myself to. You understand? Hopefully that makes sense to you out there. So the upholder, see, look, 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 see, hey, that's me. Now, so so this is the deal. It's good. Don't get me wrong. It's real good. It's real good. However, however. We have to be cognizant that there's upholders and then there's everybody else. So not everybody is going to be on your level. They may need some attributes that you can provide, but that's when grace comes in. Mm -hmm. That's when grace comes in because there may have been something that you were a rebel at and you were able to learn from that experience. And so now you're placed, you're placed yourself based off of that experience that you learned, you put yourself into a category. So now you may be a subject matter expert. However, again, don't forget, there was a time when you wasn't. So therefore there's other individuals. That's not where you are. Hence the reason why you're in business, for example, um, you, you may, what she says, upholder, right? I get in trouble. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. Yes, that was a tough lesson. Yes, and it's all about grace, ladies and gentlemen. It's all about grace. For example, 
and, and I'm gonna get with you too, Camille, to see if you've ever felt like this, but being an accountability coach to hold others to a certain standard, I have to be able not only to have held myself to that standard, but to prove to you that the system works. Have you ever seen someone that does uh, hair great, but they oh they hair always out of line or the biggest and most put it like this? I won't say uh, uh, fat because that's bad, but out of shape type of person. They try to tell you how to get your life together, right? They try to give you a diet plan. So what do you think about that? So, yes, I have. I had a hairdresser who used to keep me late every Thursday at 11 o'clock, 1130. Um, my hair was late. Everybody knew that's where my lunch was. But mm -hmm. she didn't do a lot for herself. She was a people giver. And as I'm going through and learning personalities and stuff like that, she's probably a blue personality if you do four lenses. And she's probably somewhat of an obliger. You know what I mean? Taking care of other people before herself. So I had to, I had to, you know, when you say that, you kind of have to step back because they are the expert, even though they don't look the part, so to speak. You know, they have the skills and the knowledge. She went to school and she could whip up a head. If you saw her walking, you probably wouldn't know that. But when you sit in her chair and you get up, baby, can't tell me nothing. You know what I mean? And then also, even with a weight, you know, a lot of people know the steps. And it has worked for them at one point in their time. And some of them, you have some some folks who are big, but they're the best athletes ever. You know what I mean? They're, to look at them, you wouldn't believe it. Um, but they can do the, the, the thing. They can go through the steps. So I have to stop when I want to prejudge, <laughs> you know, and that's, that's what we do. Um, I have to stop and say, okay, this person isn't in this field for nothing. That's you know, right. they had to know something somewhere along the line. Maybe they didn't have the self-discipline for themselves. But again, it's not that they don't know that the system doesn't work or how to work the system. They have just decided for themselves that they're not going to do it for you. Yeah. But it can be it can be a deterrent for people. Uh, say you're in a customer business. Mm -hmm. If you don't look the part, people are looking at you because that's the example that we have. Right. right. No, you know, like I'm not even going to go there. Or how can you be my fitness coach or my nutrition coach? If mm -hmm. I see you out at the, you know, whatever, doing everything, like you don't have the self-discipline, but you're trying to tell me to have self-discipline. No. So it could be a deterrent too. It could be, it could be but now this is a, another side. Mm -hmm. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, we're always talking about us. All right. So we're not necessarily so we're using other people as a, you know, as a tool, if you will, to analyze where we are. But bringing it back to us, there may be individuals right now that's telling you, don't be like me. Right. Meaning they can help you to elevate by them telling this, them telling you the holes that they fell through throughout their journey. You get what I'm saying? If you ever, right. So if you ever took the time, if you ever took the time to listen or to talk to someone that was homeless, okay, this person may, life may not have always been that way, right? And they just had a rough time in their life. In their life, meaning people have stories. People, yeah. we, we all experience things. So you, what you are doing right now, or at that situation, you're looking at a snapshot of someone's life, and they may have the tools and the knowledge to help you. They can uphold, they help you to be uh, uphold yourself to a certain standard because they're saying, hey, because of my missteps, you can avoid that 
Mm -hmm. and make better steps. So we have to we have to be cognizant of that. However, when we are upholders, make sure that you're not the holier than thou uh, uh, person, because you may be absolutely right. But like we say, like we always say, yes, that the whole way you give people truth, right? You can give them truth. You can be honest but without humility. Right. You realize you did not listen. You did not come out already made with batteries. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> right now, yes. you have something that was placed on you for you to be great, but you didn't come out that way. You see, so big. Yes. Make sure you watch your delivery, mm -hmm. and you do it out of always, always out of love, ladies and gentlemen. You're always doing it out of love. Like, hey, listen, I don't know everything, but I know this. Now, based off of what you want to receive, I can give you this much. But at the end of the day, the rest is on you. And then if you want to rock with me or not, because there might be other individuals that can help you outside of me. You see now, have you ever had that, Camille, when you had to recognize that um, you may not have been the best uh, person to give a certain you know, task, if you will, or to help up, uphold other individuals because you're still kind of... Yes. Through, yeah. Yes, I, I have. And I, I tell people all the time, there are some things that I don't talk about or I can't give you advice. I'm like, you don't want to have, you know, okay, I'm just going to be completely transparent here, right? You don't want to talk to me on how to, you know, keep a marriage working because I can't. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably not the best person. I probably need to go find a coach. You know what I mean? A marriage coach. But no, no, I'm serious though. But there are certain things that are like out of my league. And, you yes. know, I, and I know maybe a foundational portion of it. Mm -hmm. But then I have enough, again, humility and um, I don't have a lot of ego that I say, oh, you know, this part is out of my league. Here's some referrals to some resources that I have, some people that I know who may be better suited. Because if I give you bad information, I can negatively impact your life. And yep. I don't want to do that. You know, there's a chance that it could work. But there's probably a greater chance because that's not in my realm of responsibility and in my expertise. And it, you can say, right. Because look at me. You, might <laughs> you know, so there are some things that I don't, but I'm like, I will be here to support you and encourage you. And I, I know resources and I know I have connections to people and things. So I can give you that, but I don't want to speak on that thing because I don't want to give you bad advice. Mm -hmm. And so I, I do. There are certain areas that I just do not touch. I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. Um, even though they like, well, I trust you, you know, I want you, okay, trust me enough to know that I'm going to send you to the right person. You yes. know what I mean? And so I, yes, but I, I had to, there are certain things I just, I just, you see, it's, <laughs> it's like being transparent enough to say, Hey, I don't know it all. Mm -hmm. Understand if I did, I would not be where I am right now. However, on the flip side, I am where I am right now because of what I do know. You know? You yeah. see, so I teach, I coach, I speak, you know, I do resilience, I do certain things like that. That's my wheelhouse. Right, um, right. And a lot comes with that, you mm -hmm. know, diversity and inclusion, a lot comes with that. However, there are some areas that I am not an expert. Yes, I might have went through, but I struggled getting there. Mm -hmm. And it probably wasn't the best route, and I haven't figured out what the best route is yet. So mm -hmm. I'm not gonna give you my broke up story and expect you to struggle the way that I did. And that's the right. And that's the key, not to do that, right? And, and also to let individuals know, ultimately, 
their choice is theirs. Their journey is theirs. Your experience, my experience is just an experience. It's an example, right? It's better. And, and ladies and gentlemen, I always say this too, when I'm coaching or even speaking to individuals, this is just my billboard. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? You go down the road, you see yours. All right. Or if you look back, you can use yours as an example. This is how you can formulate this. However, based off of what I did learn from this process, this is the result. Now you can get it later on in life, or you can take what I said as like, okay, I don't like that hole that he fell in. So you can avoid those things, you see? So we have to make sure we are, like you said earlier, we're transparent and being human, you right? And showing that humility. Listen, I'm not a marriage uh, counselor and I, can't, I won't be, right? But I can tell you what you don't want to do. You get what I'm saying? I can tell you what things I didn't, yes, where I failed, you know, and I could have done differently and better now that I know. But yeah, there's there's certain things, but you know, with upholders, and I'll just say, you know, they're very, very reliable, very dependent, self motivated, self starters. They get stuff done. They don't get burnt out because they thrive on that stuff. But, 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 like you said, you know, some ones that think they're smarter than everybody else. You just have to understand that everybody is not like you either. Everybody's not as structured as you are. Everybody is not as um, doesn't have the follow through that you have. And again, we keep talking about grace because we're all different. We're built different for a reason. We were created differently for a reason because we all fit together like a puzzle piece. Mm -hmm. So we need each other to thrive. And instead of turning each other down, then we understand our differences. You know, we, we capitalize on the strengths of each one and then we come together and we do it. But but yes, I am who I am blessed because of what I do know. And I'm going to use this. Yes, that's mm-hmm. like so true. You know, I'll just give you this quick story real quick. My seven, well, my daughter, when she was seven, you know, we we're having this conversation and she's like, mom, I know everything. And I think I said it before, but I was like, you don't know everything. Like, you know, we were talking about something. She was like, yes, I do know everything. And I'm like, you know, you know, you're seven years old. You haven't even lived life. And she says, well, I know everything that I know. And that's the truth. Listen, she ain't <laughs> with that. You right. You right. <laughs> she was right in the mug. Hey, for seven-year-old, let me tell you something that I love. Everything that she know. The fact that we're conscious enough to know who we are. That is so deep. Yes. That was deep. I it know. Was, and it shut me up. And have to get shit. It shut me up because. She know exactly what she know within what she knows. She knows. In her seven-year-old mind, she knew everything that she knows. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. But there are a lot of things left for you to learn. Yes. You know, everything what you know now, and you're good at, you know, what you're, you do, because she was writing and drawing all this stuff. Now, at this level, based on what you know, but there's so much more. Yes. And I continue to grow. And she does. And I have a conversation with her. You think you're talking to an adult who's been here forever. You know, she's she's a deep thinker. She she researches. She does this because she wants to know. Absolutely. And um, but now I have, you know, that that little cocky seven-year-old has turned into, yes, I know what I know, but she knows that there's more to learn. So yes, and, and, you know. <laughs> that's, the key. that's the key, ladies and gentlemen. And, and, and look at this. See, I know everything you know. Absolutely. <laughs> And again, I've said this before, you have to realize that no matter how old you are right now, every day you wake up, it's an opportunity to learn more. You understand? 
the things that you've went through and the things that you learned can help you along the way, but you haven't been through everything to know everything, right on? So that continue to happen. Because listen, regardless of your thought process of how this life is shaped and formed, it's limited. So you can do one or two things. You can either live or enjoy life and experience so you can know and learn. But after you know and learn, teach. Because if you are a witness of whatever it is that, that you've experienced, the goal is to continue to help somebody out along the way. You got to, you got to bring that circle back around. You experience something, you learn, hopefully you learn from it. Now listen, if you're sitting here 45, 50 years old and you're still stuck on stupid, that's your fault. But you you go through an ex- uh, a situation, you learn from it, and then you teach so that the next person that you love don't have to go through the same mess and then wait 50 years to experience it. Yeah, but you know, and then even at 50, you know, you never experience everything you're going to experience. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, if we if we accept life that it's a constant learning um, environment, every day you learn something. That's the deal. That's you, know, you may not have gone through, you know, we see people who were like, uh, I'll just use this as an example, but people who were really stifled or um, very structured, what's the word? Yeah. Sheltered as a kid, mm-hmm. you know, and they lived half of their life. And then they're that 40 and 50 year old wilding out and you like. See, now that's so I saw a post. I saw a post that said, hey, it, it, basically, look, between my 20s and 30s is done. Don't ask questions when you see me wilding out in my head. <laughs> Because you don't know people's lives. You don't. But as far as, and, and, and that's where the judgment needs to kind of take a step back. Yeah. You don't know the restrictions. You don't know the situation. However, when you do experience something, mm-hmm. just experience it first for you. Mm-hmm. You experienced it for you so that your mind can decipher and learn what's right, what's wrong, and then ultimately ask yourself, how did you feel about this situation? So, hey, you got a question, Camille. What's your sign? Oh, my sign oh, is your daughter. Daughter. Uh, Pisces. This is Pisces. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so that's, that's what we're on, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, these four tendencies are real. These four tendencies is real. So, I, I encourage you, we encourage you to make sure you not only take the test, understand the nuances between it, but then also look at your significant other. Okay. Look at your significant other and t- chances are you will see that. Mm-hmm. All right. You may have seen something in them before. Like, hey, look, I, they ain't even got to take the test. I already know they're questioning because they're always questioning what I do. I'm tired of them questioning. But so whatever. The question is, what are you going to do dealing with a questioner or an upholder? Or a rebel. Listen, dealing with somebody like me, listen, and out of line for real, naturally, like I wake up on 10 every day. So you you almost have to, in order to uh, uh, create harmony, and that's what we're talking about. You have to have that harmony. Some individuals, knowing who I am personally, I can just speak for myself. Move, just move. Look, I'm gonna come back around. Just get up, just move, right? Because ain't nothing you go say or do is gonna stop me from doing what I want to do. You see what I'm saying? It is because you know, the person I do with is, is a rebel as well, and I have to, it, it takes grace on both yes. sides, you know, because that rebel, you know, I know what I know, I'm gonna do what I gotta do, and I'm one of those like, I'm not moving until I feel like it's right, you know what I mean? Like, and it's like, how come you didn't? I told you this is gonna be right, well, it didn't feel right for me at the time. 
yeah. right now, but it don't feel right for me, you know. And then it's that that other thing, you know, questioning, questioning, question. Even though I question, you know, certain things, I I, I choose my questions because questioning, just the question, is like to me exhausting. Like exactly. you really need to know that, or could you have figured that out on your own? When I do it, it's for a, a reason. You know, there's a lot of it's a deeper thing. I don't just ask random questions just to be questioning. You know, and then for me, that that rebel will ask me, and I'm like. Can't you look that up yourself? See? Like, I'm not wasting my time and energy to answer something that doesn't really need an answer. If it's rhetorical, like, don't come to me with that, you know? So it takes a lot of grace. It takes a lot of, and then with rebels, you know, I'll just say, I don't know if you're this way, but, you know, you take it personally. You'd be like, dang, well, I, I said, you don't think I know what I'm talking about. I'm this, this, and that. And I'm like, um, I never said that. I'm not going to do it. And that's what this is about, right? First, self-evaluation. Then you can do external. So the thing is, if I'm dealing with a, a, a questioner, I will now do the research first and at least meet them halfway. Because if not, then if I just come with a 2% in their mind, 2% of a, a research or, or, or validation for something, I'm going to receive what I don't want. So I have to know that if I'm dealing with this person, I got to do as much as I can so I don't hear this on the other end because it drives me crazy. You and, and, and a good thing, a good question to ask is for a questioner is why did you say that or how did you come up with that conclusion so quickly? And right. I'm more apt to say, okay, because I've done this before and I decided that I don't want to do this, you'll get more. But if you just ask me something, I say, no, don't get mad. You know, don't just... There's a reason why I've said that, and you have to accept it. You know what I mean? If I decide to bend, it's because I decide to bend, you yeah. know, and, and that's okay because we all have to protect our peace. You know, if it's not going to be make me feel comfortable, I'm not okay with it. There's some inner conflict. If there's inner conflict with me, there's gonna be outer conflict with me. That's right. You know what I mean? So trying to keep the peace or whatever, but if I say that, ask me why. That's you right. Know, don't just and then and then I have free will, I don't have to do. And we all, yes. So allow me to do it my way. Allow me to do it in my time. Allow me to do it with, you know, some space or whatever. Mm -hmm. Just because I, I don't do it at that moment doesn't mean I'm not listening. I'm processing. I'm trying to make it make sense to me. And that's I'm trying to internalize it to where it becomes that outer expectation becomes my inner expectation. Yes, and then once it's my inner expectation, then I can do. Yes. So, you know, there are ways that we have to learn how to deal with each other. Um, and right. that's really, really important, especially when you're in relationship. Yes. It, yes. And, and, and ladies and gentlemen, if you're just tuning in or we're getting ready to wrap it up, we're talking about the four tendencies. We talked about the questioner. We talked about the rebel. And we also talked about the upholder and the obliger. And so the question is to ask yourself moving forward, how do you how do you hold yourself accountable? It's not about holding somebody else accountable. How do you hold yourself? Like we talked about the question. You ask yourself, hey, do I need to always question or is this enough for me? And then I need to kind of chill out. And the rebel, do I always have to go against it? And what's my intent? You get what I'm saying? Is it for the greater good? And also the, the, the obliger, it's okay to say no. Yes. You know, you don't always have to say, yeah. When are you going to say yes to you and no to others? Okay. That's and the thing too, why do we feel guilty when we cannot take care of others, but we don't feel guilty about not taking care of ourselves? Exactly. Absolutely. 
So yes, you have that. You know, yes, and also with the upholders, realize that not everybody's going to do what you think they should do. And listen, even though you've done it and you got the shirt to show it, you get what I'm saying? The t-shirt, you got the the build, the statements and everything, right? You you say, look, this is the diet plan. Do this, this, this. Look, this is how I got here. Not everybody's on your level at that time. So grace, you have to give grace. And then you also have to, to, with uh, um, upholders, you know, because you're so good at what you do, you're so efficient, you're so reliable, um, you don't delegate well. Mm -hmm. And in order to to save yourself from burnout, you have to learn how to trust people. You Mm -hmm. know, even though you're the expert and you know it, you have to trust people that they're going to give it done, give them clear direction um, based on how they receive information and mm-hmm. let them do, take some of that off of your plate. And I yep. know you can take a lot and do a lot. And you guys thrive on that because you have both inner and outer expectations, mm-hmm. but you're still one person. And I, I say that a lot because I have to remind myself, I'm one person. I cannot do it all. Yes. I'm not made to do it all. Mm-hmm. So I have to learn to um, trust and rely on other people, even and, though I'm very efficient, it, self-sufficient. And that makes sense, too, because if you look at it, being able to trust other people falls in line with every tendency. So if you're a questioner, if you trust somebody else, let them do the research. If you're a rebel, it's okay. Your idea might not be the best one. It's all right. If you're an upholder, just trust them to do what they're going to do when they do it, right? Whenever it's right for them. And an obliger. If you say no, trust that they're still going to be there. It's okay. You get what I'm saying? But not to hold on to that guilt and that resentment, right? So what you got for the final word? I know we're running late on time, ladies and gentlemen. This was some good dialogue. I want to thank y'all also for being on and, and tuning in. Make sure y'all been sharing this, right? And make sure you follow us. Also, make sure you follow us. What you got? Follow us on IG. We're now on IG. Um, you know, just keep looking at the page, uh, sharing and posting things to help us kind of get our sanity in check. So you guys share the page for us, you know, up and coming, but we really just want to help some folks. All right. We also have sponsorship on this page. So don't forget, if you want to be out there, tons of people watch us, thousands every week. So um, hit us up, let us know. Um, and we got you. But thank you guys for joining us. I know from all over the world, I see people again, you know, from Africa, from overseas, all, all over overseas. And I just want to personally say thank you guys for um, sacrificing your time and tuning in every single week, um, giving us some good dialogue. I would like for some folks to call in, give us your stories. You know, we want to hear from you guys too. Uh, it makes all of this so much more um, a better, you know, more enriching learning environment. So, but I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you guys for showing up for us every single week. We appreciate yeah, you. Yes, thank you. Hey, and see you all next week. For the next sanity check, because you never know where you're going to be without having a little sanity check on your neck. You understand? (laughs) Anyway, we'll see you all soon. All right. Take care. Bye bye.